I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Most Israelis are drafted to the IDF when they turn 18. For many of them, the years in the military involve extreme stress, frustration, and sometimes real-life danger. It's no wonder that the first thing most Israelis do when they finish their service is to go abroad for a trip that lasts anywhere between 3 to 12 months, minimum. Alongside that trip comes a need for money, of course. So some become waiters, other bartenders, but in Tel Aviv of 2019, it just isn't enough to make ends meet. Surely not for the big trip abroad. The solution? Carts. If you're an American and you happen to go into a shopping mall, you might have noticed them. Mall carts manned by well-groomed, young, really good-smelling Israelis, (laughs) selling peculiar products like hair straighteners, and remote control helicopters. But the most famous or infamous of them all are the Dead Sea carts. And what you might at first say is an innocent business or even praise as an entrepreneurial endeavor has some rather shady elements to it. And that's putting it lightly. Tal Badihi grew up in Israel and moved to America after the army to work in the Dead Sea carts. Like many others, she did pretty well for herself. Now she's back in Israel and she's written a book revealing all the dirty secrets behind the under the radar millions of dollar industry. We're super thrilled to have you on the podcast today to tell us all the, and the dirty book is secrets. Called... And the, the book is called Carts in Hebrew <laughs> Carts. Agalot. Yeah. So so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, hi. How are you? <laughs> We're doing oh, great. Good. Good. So uh, how, I mean, how, tell us a bit, I guess, give us like the, uh, the, the beginning. How did you end up in the United States? Sure. Can I first start with an apology about my English? Because I'm so excited to be here. So I guess they're going to be a bit of whatever. So just uh, forgive us. me. Good. Um, so my different, my story was a bit different because I actually went there after my first degree. I was 26 and I studied political science and communication and I had basically nothing to do with it. Like (laughs) I graduated and I was like, what am I going to do? No history in selling stuff. What? I'm sorry. No history in selling things. No, 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 not at all. And my parents, well, like, I come from a family of seven sisters and civilians, you say, I guess? Whatever. Siblings. Siblings, sorry. Sorry, you see? Yeah, all good, all good. So uh, they didn't have the money to pay for my studies or my trip, whatever, so I... I understood that I really have to take care of myself. And I said, okay, I'm going to think about it in Mexico. Smart decision, I know. <laughs> and I took a loan from the bank. I went to Mexico. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, no. was, that was, I guess, the first <laughs> first mistake. I don't know if it's a mistake today, but you have this feeling here in Israel that you really have to run away for a second and like see what's going on there. Just yeah, to like relax. we talked in the intro, actually. That's right. exactly that. Right. And back at the time, I used, I did have a job at, um, so, okay, you have to translate Like a call me. center. Yeah. And I remember it, it was 24 shekels per hour. 
which is roughly wow, it's like seven dollars. Yeah, something like that. So when I got to Mexico, I quit it, and then I did like an irresponsibly trip of six months from Mexico to Panama. I took like more money. I don't know. I talk now to myself back at the time, and I was, "What were you doing?" But I don't know. I did it because I knew that if I go back to Israel, it's gonna be too complicated for me and i'm gonna in a way you were running away I w- not in a way i was running away <laughs> yeah literally and then it was december 4th and i got a phone call i had a wi-fi and i got a phone call from a guy called israel and he used to work in my bank he was like the bank whatever representative or the whatever now he knew me because I come from the Golan Heights. It's a very small place, so he told me, "Okay, your your minus your overdraft is like, it's thirty thousand shekels." Oh my god! Yeah, like eight thousand dollars. And he was like, "Okay, come back and fix it. <laughs> I know your mom. Let's don't make any more troubles." And I was like, "Okay, I have the visa for the United States. I'm in Panama now." Um, it's Christmas time, like coming up. I, I'm gonna try. Like I don't know anything about sales, but I had a friend from high school there. Ah, wait, so wait, you wait. knew about the Dead Sea cards. You had a friend who was yeah. working in, and she told you come. Yeah, everybody knows about it. I guess like the big question is, are you really making money there? Because you and don't... will I get arrested? Right. Right. Uh, but, uh, but at first you <laughs> don't... <get> also. <laughs> yeah. Because you had... Just to be, just to make it uh, in this manner, Clear. you you had a visa, a right. tourist visa. A tourist not visa. Not a work, not a green card. A tourist visa. But I looked at it and I said, okay, it's for 10 years. It's been only two years. I have eight more years to spend. I didn't even give one thought about... Is it legal? <laughs> Can I sell stuff? And I remember like my, my biggest issue was, am I going to be good at it? Like, is it going to work for me? Because I cannot take any more risks. Um, and then I got there. I didn't speak any English. I got to South Carolina. And oh. it's <laughs> what? what? The, I'm from the South. South Carolina. I mean, I'm ah. from South Carolina. I'm from Alabama. Ah, but, okay. yeah, so it's kind of home to me. Yeah, we okay. used to sing a lot the home. I think it's Alabama, something like that. The song about Sweet whatever. Home Alabama. Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one, <laughs> Home is Wherever I'm With You. It also says Alabama somewhere. Yeah, there. Alabama. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Uh, so speaking about homes, uh, I really felt at home there. Uh, How come? You, you get to this small apartment that everybody has to take care of each other. Like I a guess, kibbutz. Like a kibbutz. And talking about the army, I guess there is something similar. Because everybody is your competitor, but your mom and dad as well at the, mm-hmm. in the same person. And uh, you go to the mall at 10. Well, it depends on the hours, but usually it's 10 to 9. And you're standing on your feet and you don't get any, like you work commission only. Yeah. So you have to feel good. You have to be happy, really. You have to, I don't know, live on your energies. That's the time, I think, to, uh, yeah, to so put Aitan out, out of the closet. I, I actually, <laughs> after the army, okay, for I don't know what reason, because I'm an American with American citizenship, 
I went back to the States and worked in the Dead Sea carts for a year. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. okay. So a, lo- a lot Where? of this is kind of like, uh, yeah. it touches a, a sensitive spot. We're how, opening how the wound. Feel? How huh? did you feel there? I wasn't very good at it, but I, I can probably relate to a lot of the kind of struggles and like uh, you have the challenges stories. and the stuff that you faced. But I, I wasn't good at it at all. Like I didn't manage to make the money that, you know, everybody makes there. Mm-hmm. which is something that I want to talk to you about. But I think we first want to get <laughs> kind of so that our listeners understand what we're even talking about, because okay. I'm sure most of you know what Dead Sea Cards are, but give us a day kind of, okay, so it's zero commission. It's all kind of what you sell. It's run right? by Israelis, the business. It's all it's, run yeah, by Israelis. It's all run by Israelis. Shady Israelis. I met all kind of them, but the first place <laughs> I got, they were like mom and dad for me. Mm-hmm. Like they were really good to me, and we're, we're still good friends till today. Um, what happens? Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. So all I right. want to. I want to get to the kind of like so what happens. Good. Yeah. So you. So you go to the mall in uh, the morning. Yeah. Uh, you have all kind of products. Now they're all good products. Uh-huh. I mean, the the base like the you don't big... need to sell it to us no, no 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 <laughs> I, i sell it to me like what because in 10 minutes we're gonna get to how do we became monsters <laughs> so that's what i remember that when i first got there and i used you know the peeling gel for the face and then those um boxes with the salt from the dead sea the mm-hmm. real dead sea so you use all of them and you see that they're really good and they work for you and then you start to believe that Like the Dead Sea is just incredible place and that it worth any money. The secret about the cards is that any product has a minimum price. It doesn't have a maximum price. Let's say that you have, I don't know, an aftershave. So me, Tal, I work now at the car, so I know that this product cannot live less than 20 bucks, let's say. Let's say. Um, so if a um, just regular customer come to me and how much is it, I can tell him it's 40, but it's on sale today. So it's buy one, get one. That's the classic one. If he's, I, I don't know, if he's Jewish and it's cheap. So I'm like, no, it's on half price. You can take in 20. But it, the, the machine won't give me to sell it on less than 20. But the art is to see the person and immediately read the, What's his price? Right. That's the What? art. Right. And, and <laughs> you, need, you need to be brave because you're not going to get big sales from $20 of aftershave. So you have to really believe that this worth $100, let's say, believing like... You Faith. Faith. religion so you have to yeah. you have to before you lie to them lie to, <laughs> to, yourself. Lie to yourself right <laughs> and i started oh my god this is yeah. getting so dark and we we're only in 11 minutes okay <laughs> but i guess at the beginning it was really fun and we had a lot of customer that they came back to us and like It's all based on true stories. Like I used to talk a lot about the army. There was a Navy base next to us. And all the time I was like, so what's, how do you do it? Like in, in our army, you have to do this and then that. And then you have four months away. And then you, ca- and we, we really became friends. Like yeah. we used the, to go out together. And so we the, loved ah, our customers. With the customers? You used to go out with the customers? Not all of them, but I mean, 
our whole life was there. So we had a lot of uh, soldiers there, customers, and they always have a lot of money and they always need to send something home. Like, I don't know, my mom turns 50, I have to get her something. Bam, 400 bucks. And then you go out with him. Like, and you, On a you, date? Um, there were some stories. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, they, they like otherwise us. just as friends. Yeah. So you would yeah. go out as friends with some of the clients. Yeah, right. So, but to get us back to it, because yeah, we haven't really... So sometimes you would sell like a 20... I mean, sometimes I would also... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I'm not trying to like, okay. you know, uh, put the spotlight on mm-hmm. you. Even though I never managed to, but it wasn't for lack of wanting. Like I always wanted to, but I just you was just unable a failure. to. I was, yeah, I was bad at selling. But <laughs> but like the Israelis that were there managed to. Sometimes it's a $40, just so the listeners understand. Sometimes it's a $20 or $40 product that you okay. end up selling uh, for $100, $200, dollars, mm-hmm. And basically you're marking it up like, you know, almost uh, 1,000% sometimes. Uh, and this is how everybody's making so much money, right? Yes. And you, you actually managed to do pretty well. Like it was... Um, yes, because at some point, and that's the, the real secret, you have the anti-aging products. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, in, in Hebrew, there is saying like nobody could stop the time. It's a bit dirtier than this in Hebrew. Um, so we really believe that we can stop the time. Now, if it's in an aftershave, you have to be really, I don't know, out of your mind to pay $200 for it. But if you are a woman that used to be super pretty and feel comfortable about her body, and then she starts to have puffiness under the eyes, and then something really makes it better, and if she gets to believe it that this is going to stop her age, she's going to pay any price for it. Now, we had products that this is what they do. I don't know. I, I really don't know to say if it really makes, yeah, yeah. makes the change. But I do know that 10, two minutes after you put it only on one eye, so the puffiness goes away. Yeah. It's not the fountain of youth, though. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But okay, so what's, I got two questions. What is the biggest sale okay. that you ever made? And also, uh, afterwards, we'll get to kind of like what was the most like... Bizarre? Not bizarre, but like the, the most difficult, like the one that you kind of stuck with you guilt-wise. Because you write about uh, that it's in the, the book. One. It's the same one. It's, uh, actually, I don't know if it's the same one, but I'll tell you what. Okay. Uh, first, and in the book, it's a bit, it's more about the, the dynamics between the people and the impossible love stories like inside the apartment because you... We'll get to it, but you have to do anything that will help you sell better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I was religious when I got there, and then, I don't know, one month or two months later, I started, I started to work on Saturdays because that's the biggest money, mm. and I started to eat any kind of meat because I'm not going to have time now to go and buy, like, any limit, any boundaries or limits, I don't know what's the right... Both. Um, that you put to yourself if it's between you and the money now, so it doesn't exist. Mm. Like you just, you cross it. And it happened to me in many, many things, like on, on a relationship that I got in, like here in Israel, I would never let anybody treat me like that, but I needed it. And on, on religion-wise, like it was, it was hard. 
And the thing that I, I think that now today I regret it the most is that my brother got married and I missed it because I knew that if I'm going to go and come back, um, you'll lose. I'm going to lose, yeah, because I'm on a tourist visa. Now, it's crazy because he told me, uh, he told me, look, I, I don't judge you, but if you put million dollars in front of me, I wouldn't miss your we- your wedding. But your priorities are Fucked first up. is money and then second to 10, money, 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 money. You don't have any family, friends, whatever. You could be like, look, God, look, man, you're my brother, but I have six more, so... <laughs> right. One yeah, it was wedding. something like that. <laughs> um, so that's about what happened to me personally, and that besides great experiences and like having good friends and like crazy parties and. But the whatever. highest sale, what he had? Now the highest sale, uh, it was a woman. Her name was Kitty, and she. Well, I feel a bit. Well, I'm not proud of it, okay? Um, if you meet me on the street, it, um, really, I regret about it now. It was $14,000. Now, what happened with her oh is God. that she was sick and then she wasn't sick anymore. Like, she was after her recovery. And she came to the mall just, you know, to feel like a woman again and stuff like that. And we really got connected. I mean, every good lie is based on a, on a good truth. So, she... Something of her made me miss my mom more. And I told her that my mom is so far away. And I told her about the guy I'm in love with. And like, she really helped me. She gave me good advices. And we got, I can't say friends in, in 30 minutes, but, but something felt close. It all lasted 30 minutes. Uh, roughly. Maybe, yeah, roughly. Now, she said that she want to make, or maybe it was my idea, to make a skincare party to her friends uh, with all kinds of products, the, the aging products, of course, and to do, like, to bring the Dead Sea to them. Like, she got all, we sell one small box for, like, $100, so she took, I don't know, 20 or 30 of them. I think it was my idea, like to to celebrate her recovery like that, like that's going to be your party. And I remember that I told myself, if it's not going to be on my kiosk, it's going to be an American Eagle or whatever. But she became here to celebrate this thing. She came here for this. All I need to do is like magneting, can you say? Just bring her to to my place. Yeah. And... I don't know if she did use it or if she did do the party, but it came on, on 14000 I felt, I think, it, you feel extremely something. Extremely good, the extremely adrenaline. bad, and extremely adrenaline. You know that it's immoral, but you feel like, like you just jumped a bungee. Like, because you really made it. How much of the 14000 ends up in your pocket? A, about 30%. That's... Also, it's a thing that Israelis are doing, and it's really interesting. You start from, it depends on your company, but you could start on 20% or 25%. And then if you get to $1,000 like daily, so then it comes retro to 30%, whatever. But they really used it to, or to get us more motivated or to punish us. Mm-hmm. Like, the thing is... It's like a sick reality show, in a way. Right. Right. Right, and then 
like a good behavior there it's like wow they're gonna be my friends forever but if somebody wants to treat you bad so it's it's the worst like for example um, I'm trying to think okay when my brother got married so the day was really really hard for me I couldn't regret and I remember that my manager took me to Panera Bread and he knew what I liked to eat he was with me the whole day I didn't work then we went to the pool like I felt like adopted and in other company that I work after that um then I got to really bad things. Like if people get late to work, then they, how do you call it? Knas? They get fined. They get fined. Yeah. And then I wanted to go uh, to Mexico after Christmas. They wanted me to stay because I made good money. So I had like the money, you don't save it in your place because it's dangerous. So the boss has it. So they were like, if you go now, so you we're gonna you have to get fined because then we lose money because you go before. And it's you know that you're the bottom of the food chain mm -hmm. and there is nothing you can do. Like because they're legal. Their company is signed here and they do have the, the social security number or whatever they work here and it's fine. And and you're not. Yeah, but if you're a salesman that's uh I mean, yeah, in the end, they really do have the power because of the whole legal issue. But if you're a salesman mm -hmm. that's making, you know, $14,000 sales, uh, I'm not sure. I'm sure it's not on a regular basis, but still you're making good sales. You still have some power. Or is it just that there's like endless good salesmen that are lined up to take your job? No, you do have the power and they don't want to lose you. They don't want to lose you, so they treat you good. But then you start not to trust anyone. Like, people love you because you make a lot of money. And then you start asking yourself, do they love me or do they love the money I make for them? Mm -hmm. And you don't really have time to think about it or to digest the stuff that are happening to you because everything is just happening, happening, happening. And then when it's Christmas time, it's crazy because you can work 15 hours because the malls are opening like crazy hours you don't want to miss it so yeah. everything gets extreme <laughs> there's something that you mentioned once about the population that ends up in the mall and in your cart right at least for you i think you said it, it was more african-americans well it depends there was both like in this i mean i there were different malls also that we worked in but you have the, all kinds of populations but I, i mean there were like the low socioeconomic and they were mm -hmm. kind of like you, the people you would sell the nail kits to right. or the salts to or you know at the 20 dollar right. range and then there was the higher end products that you would sell to like the old southern ladies that you saw with kind of a Louis Vuitton purse and you knew they were there to spend money. And just for the record, the African-American ladies love Dayton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they love Dayton. It was fun to sell them. <laughs> they, had such, they had such colorful personalities. Right. That My best stories and my best memories were the, yeah, the lowest yeah. sales. And we had a lot of fun there. Like at the book, it's it's like the complication that you can you can really have an extraordinary you say day, yeah. and at the same time to suffer. And yeah. it's like you. I think I tr what I tried is to to say things about what's good and bad and what happens when when it's everything on on the same person or in the same experience. 
And in, in the end, I think, I mean, for me at least, it was just like an excruciating period because you're forced to lie on a day-to-day -day basis. Just every day right. you wake up in the morning and you know you have to, to lie. lie. Because I even if you're making the, even if you're selling the product in the beginning, if even if you're sending, selling the product at the end for $20, it's, it, it's like premised with a series of lies because there's right. no way you're not going to try to sell it for 40 and then two for 20 which or you don't have to not even the price even the story that you tell i'm gonna i'm gonna give you the simplest example um people love sales and they want to feel it's i think it's universal like everybody knows to feel that he made a good deal so we used to say um if we saw that like that i cannot sell it for more than 30 40 bucks but why I thought, why would I give you the discount? Like, if you're a stranger and we didn't make any contact, so what, I'm going to cut you the price for half? No. You have to come up with a good story. Mm -hmm. uh, so you, as a customer, feel that you, you, you're making a good deal, and I as a, just, you know, try that I... Yeah. So... But in the end, that's what makes you... Because, like... I, we used to say, for example... Oh, I'll tell you what. I have my voucher for my birthday because mm -hmm. it's this month. But I, I use all the products, like, at my apartment. So I'm not going to use it. But if we try to break this down, I wonder where exactly is the line, right? What do you mean? The line of morality. Mm -hmm. Because... We, in day-to-day -day life, we encounter many, you know, you get a phone call. Okay, maybe the price isn't flexible, but they will try to shove you things you don't need with lies, right? Or when you order the guy to fix your AC. Or when you go to the freaking garage, right? And they tell you, oh, this is broken and this is broken. So I wonder <laughs> what exactly is immoral about it. You know what I'm saying? It's, well, I think that's the point, like, of, of my experience and, of course, my book, because it starts legit. Like, I mean, that's when you go to Zara, Zara, I don't know how, how do you guys yeah, call it? Close you, shop. Okay, yeah. and you, you buy a dress for $300. It didn't cost $300 to them. It cost, like, $1. Right. <laughs> so the slavery of Chinese we used girls. To say and think like we sell the experience like that i think that <laughs> has a devious smile on his the, face <laughs> that i think what m m the most that what helped us sleep well is like let's imagine a woman a jennifer so she has money and she's married and we're guessing that the husband doesn't give her the attention that she wants and then she meets this incredibly handsome Israeli guy with broken English. And he gives her a show. Like 20 or 40 minutes or an hour. It of makes her feel. Yeah. Nice feeling. Yeah, but and then that's feeling worth a thousand dollars, let's uh -huh. say. That's what we used to say <laughs> to ourselves. It's not about the product. Many times it happened that after the sale, they the customer opens the box and he's like, what did I just bought? <laughs> what did I just buy? Yeah, no, I, I, but you, I mean, you, you, re <laughs> that's a, that's a rationalization. Like it's, it it's, is. uh, it's not like, it's not true. Right. Right. Okay. Right. I'm just saying that 
we it's just, the way like you said it's the way you that you sleep in in the end but and, like and then and that's the way that you go tomorrow to to, to sell work. higher yeah. yeah 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 because in the end with zara like the dollar dress i mean they st- there's there there's a fixed price and you can decide and i'm not so you know i'm flexi- not even that's my question so, so it's that even, it's the flexibility of the price because if that's your issue i could give you examples about when it's you know it can be flexible and first of all it's the flexibility of the price but there's just no doubt it, denying that there's uh there's a lie that's happening and mm-hmm. you can't i mean these are there's a lie as well no there's not this dress is not worth it. what do you mean it's not worth it? i'm not saying that the person spending the money was coerced into spending his money no one forced him to spend his money and that that i won't put on anybody like not mm-hmm. me and not you we didn't steal his money right but we lied and Zara isn't lying. It doesn't matter. Apple the is worth, lying. Worth. Apple is lying. Worth is defined by you. Is it Facebook worth it? Facebook is lying. I think that the point is who has the control. When I go to Zara and I say, okay, it's expensive. They lied to me and the cards lied to me, like both of them. But as salespeople, we had so much power. Like really, we... we if it's a good sale, the, the person gets hypnotic, you can you say? Hypnotized. Yeah, it's mani- because in the end of the day, to sell is to manipulate. It's, it's, it's manipulation. Branding is manipulation. Commercial is manipulation. It's, it's an industry, industry of manipulation. The difference is here the, you are face-to-face with the manipulator. But with Apple, the manipulator, you know, he's in his ivory tower somewhere manipulating you and it's no i'm sorry i don't think <laughs> i don't think zara or any other company retail company out there is abusing its customer base wait what's abuse what why you use this word because now? when you lie to someone you abuse them wow i think but do, don't they lie no, don't, they don't they lie? lie? Come on, guys. They it's, lie? It's they a rationalization lie? to say that, 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 that selling the Dead Sea stuff, and this is what I'm talking about. In the end, you have to come face to face with it. And I did it, and I and, and really, I feel I feel like bad about every, all the sales that I made. How do you I live with yourself? I never, I never <laughs> sold, sold 14000 I sold the highest I was. And really, it's just because I couldn't. I <laughs> right. would have if I, I was jealous of the people who were selling 14000 After three years, our audience but, discovers Aiden has more. But, yeah, but the most, <laughs> the most I ever sold was $1,600. And I was like, I was on top. I was on top of the world. Lot. I was like, woo! It was amazing. But, I feel like you Yeah, too, but, but it's, you, you have to, in the end, realize it's, it's, there's, it's a rationalization to compare that to what corporations do Why? when they What's price. What's the difference between that and Apple selling the fucking... We can have a conversation rate. of an hour about it, but if you can't see it at face value, uh, come on. No, the differences are no one in Apple would stop you and like, hey, can I get you a sample of whatever? So what? But they do when they put this shopping uh, center in the middle of New York. That's the equivalent to me. And they, they do all that branding and all these commercial. So it's much more sophisticated. It's sophisticated. But it's, to me, in the end of the day, it's the same thing. What a look I'm getting no. here. <laughs> no, because if you go to Apple, you decide at the end of the day if you want to buy it or not. And yeah. if you the seller approaches and if me. you accidentally stopped by my car, 
I'm going to be the one in control. No, you're not. I, that's the I thing. Think. I don't agree with that because you're not. You're not controlling their mind. They, they in the end decide to to dish out. You can the, be manipulated, but a realtor also is a, manipulates you when you go with him to see some houses. Right. Um. Let's imagine that there were no sell like the like selling selling people that were weren't exist. Like, would the word exist? Let's say that anything would have a price on it and you'd decide if you want it or not. Yeah, robots. Robots. No, no commercials. No, that's on sale today. So first of all, I, I would say one of the biggest points is we had Premier Products, which is kind of like a well-known, yeah, we well-established Dead Sea, uh, Dead sea brand. Um, Premier it's mm-hmm. like Frenchy, and it, 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 <laughs> and it supposedly has some Dead Sea salts in it. But oh wow, okay. But you get what I'm saying. But we had also products that I think were called Vivo, which I don't even know. Yeah, if Vivo, it's... I guess, that sounds familiar. Okay. Yeah, but and I highly doubt. First of all, there was this nail kit. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were fed, and tell me if this is just me, but we were fed a load of crap. Like I'm sure that there was. Uh, and we, we bought it willingly because, and we probably knew it was crap, but like, I never stopped to ask the question whether how much Dead Sea products are in this, does this really cure eczema? I mean, I, I, I told that about everything. Just holding this bottle of lotion would cure your eczema. Like it was like (laughs) Jesus Christ. And it's, it's a lie. And that is the point is that like you, you're, it's the, I guess it's the, like, how blatant the lie is also there was also a story about a toy with toys that you sold ah you knew someone no it was in the mall there was uh (laughs) maybe they did this around with you guys in the mall that you were working but there was there was always the carts that would pop up for christmas and they would sell a bunch of stuff and then boom december 26 they would disappear did you ever have Uh, that yeah i had right yeah and then um, they would the Dead sell Sea usually faulty. the Dead Sea was usually on a different uh, uh, method because they were right. constantly making right. money. We still had our picks, but yes. Yeah. But I think how far would you go with your lie? That's the that what makes the difference. Like if you tell someone that's on sale today, it's one buy one get one, and it's not really on this sale. Okay, no one would die. And if you tell him it's gonna cure your eczema, okay, that's one worse. But if you tell him, I don't know, if you tell him a great story about your grandma that just died this morning, and actually it's crazy because I'm here because of her, because she used to take me to the Dead Sea, and I was screaming because it hurts when you get inside, (laughs) but you know, look at my skin now. That's because of the Dead Sea. So look, you're not going to go to Israel now. It's $1,600, whatever the ticket but i'm gonna save it to you You have it here in a box is that a lie yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know that when i tried to sell my book i had a funny story uh i had five minutes to to do the present presentation to all the editors of the the publishment that i wanted to get into uh, so I had just five minutes to talk about my book so i started like hi my name is tal and then i was like <gasps> I'm sorry, I'm just, my head is not here today because my grandma just died this morning. So uh, sorry if I'm not like speaking what I wanted to say. They got super embarrassed, all of them. 
And then I said, but my grandmother wanted me to write this book and she was the whole idea behind it. That's why I decided to come here. And I'm just gonna want to read you one, like one page of the book and, and that's it. And I'm sorry. And then the page was like, do anything that will help yourself. And if it's necessary, feel free to say that your grandma just died. And you're here because of her, blah, blah, blah. Wow, that's so good. And they, <laughs> they felt like, they felt, I don't know, cheated. Um, but I said, okay, that's what the book about. Because you really, you did feel the empathy. Like you did feel that, oh my God, crazy girl. But it's fake. Poor girl, but it's fake. It's built on a lie. No, it, in, the end, in the basic, basic, it's built on a, on a, on a truth. Like no. when I when I talked about <laughs> when I talked about my grandma, let's say, so I did what I really miss about her. Like she did die ten years ago, but she did die. So you, if you wanna have a good good lie, you have to base it on a true story and a, on a hurt story. Yeah, that's a way to that's a good way to lie. <laughs> okay. But it's a but it's right. a lie. I have to ask though, why Israelis are in carts why israelis why not chinese people or cambodians uh i would separate your question to two first is why do they get there f like from the first place what brings them there and second what makes them be so good at it okay so I think like if Israel gave you more opportunities, so many, many people would stay like after the army. Um, if I don't know if it was easier here to make a living, so we wouldn't need it. Like I thought about it before I came here that in Hebrew, there is a saying to close the month, which I don't know how to say it in English. Make ends meet in the end of the month. Make yeah, that to pay your bills yeah. and then have more than zero in your paycheck account. Paycheck to paycheck. Right. But here we all use it because it's it's hard. I'm tw I'm 32 now and I rent a, an apartment in Tel Aviv. I'm not going to go back to the cart, but it's super, super hard. So for the first place, you know that you have an opportunity to change your life and to to start from a good point and, and or at to least help. that's the dream they yeah, sell right and to help your parents and stuff like this so that's to begin with and when you get there i think because you're so far away from home and you don't have the, the perfect american politeness can you say like so you're just you're in here I, I would say you're suiciding on it like you're just you kill it uh, uh -huh. Because nobody sees you. Nobody can say, hey, I know you. You're the sister of blah, blah. And But what, ma what makes us so good? What is it about us that makes us so good? Um, Edit. I, I guess we know to recognize the potential of a place. Like any place that there's money, some cards will just burn there. Like the Israelis... Like the big bosses, they I guess they know, like they're good in sales. That not what I said. Like it's it's something that I guess was here before me. Um, but once you're there, you already lost so much that you really have to win this. I mean, you miss things at home. You miss weddings. You miss your nephews. You're you're just 
you're tired, you're fat, you eat all day, like you're... So the only thing that you have is the money. So you, mm -hmm. you just have to take it. I think they're like from the sociological perspective, like it, there's, there's a truth to the sense that it's kind of, there's, it takes two to tango. Like I think Israelis recognized American consumerism. Amer mm -hmm. And in that, in that sense, yeah, it's like they want to be sold the lie. Americans just want to spend their money. Like there's a lot of money. They're really well off and they want to spend it and they want to buy stuff. And they want to feel good about the, the what they bought and it's a status symbol. So Israelis are there to... To, to help them. Yeah. But I think <laughs> on an individual level, it's like you don't want to be part of it. You know, it's like... All right. Because it's... So your book is a novel. It is, right. Give us the short synopsis. Yes. Um. So... The protagonist is named Tal or something? No, her name <laughs> is Neta. Okay. You know, I tried to not to base it on me, but I failed. So <laughs> she, like on the most hurt part, like it's things that based on what happened to me. And she gets to the cards after like being on very serious relationship that got her super bored. And she gets there and she's like, but I'm going to be a doctor. Like I'm going to sell everything that I know like you know she's studying what's any product do and like she really wants to prove that you can be a good person and still making it there and she falls in love in like a very abusing relationship but because everything is like in the small apartment and you have like she doesn't stop to to examine it like to see if it's good for her or not and uh, so they have super funny parts and like they go party and they, they do some stuff together and then things get worse. Like there is immigration and then there's the boss that is not that good as he look and when she really wants to come back home, she can't because she becomes a monster and she sells more than anyone else there. And she talks to her brother back in Israel and he's like, look, I don't recognize you. Like, what what happened to my sister? What did you do to her? And then at the end, I cannot tell you because I really want you to read no the spoilers. book. spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I get to ask one more question. Um, what did you learn in your days there that you still implement in your day-to-day -day life? Sorry, again. What did you learn in your days in mm -hmm. cards? Mm. Uh, that you still use in your day-to-day -day life? Good. Um, it's a lot of... They say it about the army as well. Like, it's a really, really tough experience. That many jobs here in Israel, it looks like peanuts to me. Now, I remember that, like, when you get to an interview here in Israel and they tell you, but you're going to have to work hard. And you think to yourself... But then I get back home. Like, nobody owns me. Like, I can go to the beach. I can go see my parents. Like, I think any other job that I'm going to do from now and on would be easier. And, but mostly I, I learned what I don't want to be. Which like, is? What I, I, like, I want to find now. I don't know, like, if I ever find it, but I really want to find a job that I'm going to be happy about it and I'm going to make my good salary and still be a good person and and to find it here in Israel. And if I will ever find it, I come, I'll let you know. <laughs> Write a book about okay. it. 
yeah maybe the, the next one so where can we find the book it is it it's, online is it it's it, in hebrew for now right it's in hebrew for now so maybe a shout out uh if someone liked what he heard or she heard and would like because translating books to english it costs a fortune okay. but if we have a listener who is interesting in helping tal then they can hit her up at where how um okay so the publishment called modan m-o-d-a-n and that's a very famous one and, a, and an incredible one apparently <laughs> in israel um so you could get it online if you read hebrew or maybe but if someone wants to help you translate like like sponsor translation how uh, can they contact you for and they more? have to contact the, the publish house because mm-hmm. okay. because you know they published my book okay. so fair enough they have rights they have the rights and and you know i'm happy about it because i really didn't know what i'm doing so okay. i'm, I'm gonna get in a good <laughs> okay, place so hopefully there will be an english translation someday i actually i was one of my purpose when i started because i said i want them to know how it looks from our side uh-huh I think yeah. this can go really well. Yeah, because I America. think every American knows it, like from firsthand experiences. Every American's been in the mall and has been approached by some Israeli who's like, uh, do you do your nails naturally? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I right. think it could be it could be a really good... I think I think it would be a great like series. Like Netflix yeah. should be a series. That's my biggest dream, but I'm afraid even to imagine it. You know, when I... I the book took four years to, to write... And then it's like, it's really, really hard to get to the publishment company. Like I got denied by one and then to the second one I, I got in. And I couldn't believe it when they called me like I was at the office and I was screaming like crazy. There were investors all around and I was screaming there like I didn't really care. Um, and then I was like, okay, one dream is done. Let's just, let's hold on for a second and then we see what's what's the next step so of course that what i really really want but but i've got far like for now so i'm, I'm trying to be happy about what i have okay that's great i'm still waiting for the series <laughs> okay <laughs> so before we go we have a collaboration with the jewish journal they're jewishjournal.com they had po- they have podcasts they have columns you should really check them out and uh you know like them on facebook as well and and we uh, accept donations guys so we do this on our free time so if you want to uh, throw a few shekels our way to njb.com slash donate yes thank you so much uh, thank you it was us. amazing thank you it was really bye. great thanks guys bye bye, bye.